As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding. Happy Monday morning. We have a full weekend of playoff action for you. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined by Mo DeKeel. Mo, let's get right into what happened between the Suns and the Lakers. The Suns, they win. They tie the series. But AD is hurt. Really a big uh, blow for the Lakers. Right towards the end of the second quarter, AD strains his groin and doesn't return for the second half and the Suns took advantage of it and, and blew the Lakers out from that point on in the third quarter. Lakers had to crawl back in in the fourth, but like you can just see it, Jared, there was no life within the Lakers during that third quarter. It almost felt like they were a little uh, hurt after that uh, CNAD go down. Well, I mean, he was hurt, so they were hurt. That makes sense. I mean, he didn't he didn't play in the second half, and Phoenix just kind of ran away with it. While the Lakers were controlling that first half, for the most part, DeAndre Ayton was the guy that really stood out in this game. He ended up uh, going six for eight from the field. He had 14 points, 17 rebounds. He was he was spectacular. He's been spectacular. He's been great. This He's been the most consistent son all his playoff series. You know, he's, this is the first time he didn't score 20 points in the game. Like, it's disappointing. Ban him for life. No, just just kidding. Um, he's been phenomenal. He's been a, a great presence for the Suns. He's been able to kind of keep everything going and, and, and stay consistent. And for a young big guy, that's so impressive. I don't think people understand. Like, that's something you look at going like, wow, this is this goes a long way. Well, CP has been uh, trying to get healthy again. We're, we're looking to see if LeBron is going to explode, I guess, in these last couple of games here. But they're tied 2-2. They're heading back to Phoenix. So I'm excited to see how the rest of that series played out. Uh, but, you know, there's another L.A. team who was off to a really, really bad start. The Clippers, they were they're getting killed by the Mavs. And then all of a sudden now they go to Dallas and they're tied again with the Mavs. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, pretty crazy. The home team cannot get a win apparently in this series. That might not bode well for the Clippers who have home court advantage. Um, no, the you got to give the Clippers credit for the amount of uh, crap tossed their way over the past week because of those two losses. 
they've really stepped it up. And it was scary at first because that started game three. They go down 19 points. And, you know, since then they go on a big run. It's carried over into this game. I think, you know, interesting things. Patrick Beverly has been benched. Took Zubac out of the starting lineup tonight. I think it's a very interesting way in which they're going forward. And the other thing, the big concern for the Mavs is Luka Doncic's neck. Which, I mean, what what is going on there? How serious does that look? I mean, he did not perform well in, in game four. I mean, he, he did all right, but you can just see he's in serious pain. You know, and it's a whole like you can feel him laboring and dealing with it. I can feel the pain when I'm watching him and they and they show <laughs> shots of him and he's grimacing and things like that. And and it's pretty rough. And they're only going to go as far as Luca can take him. He's put this team on his back all year. And if, if he's not at 100 percent, I don't know how they win another game. That's 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 very true. I mean, especially we had Kawhi was a lethal, uh, absolutely lethal in this game. He barely missed a single shot. Uh, was crashing the glass. Uh, it was funny. They only had eleven turnovers, but Dallas only had eight turnovers. It's been actually pretty fun watching how clean these teams are operating. But obviously, Dallas just didn't hit any shots without Luca creating, without Luca hitting. Yeah, it's just that simple. And the Clippers give them credit. They're rolling right now. And. Kawhi Leonard, especially in game four, attacked the paint with a vengeance. Like it said something about his mama or something. Like the way he was going in, it was just brutal and relentless and over and over again. You know, very impressive performance from the Clippers these past two games. Well, speaking of things that are brutal and relentless over and over again, uh, Trey Young, he's blowing up. Uh, he's been talking crap. He's been playing his heart out. He's been an absolute menace as always. And the Hawks, they kind of just destroyed the New York Knicks in the second half. They won 113 to 96 on Sunday. He had another strong game. He had, tw- uh, he had 27 points. He's almost looking at John Collins as 22, which is pretty impressive. He had nine dimes, went four for 14 uh, from downtown. The Hawks, they shot 26 for 28 from the line in that game. I mean, this was a real dismantling that showed the talent difference between Atlanta and New York. Yeah, and the the thing is, you know, another bad game from Julius Randle in the playoffs. And and this is kind of his first playoff run. It's, you know, not too surprising, but it's also a little bit jarring considering how much the Knicks depend on him to be their guy. And, you know, after winning game two, Tibbs threw in Derrick Rose into the starting lineup, benching Alfred Payton, you know, much to many Knicks fans delight. But like, you just got to think he's wearing down Derrick Rose playing him almost 40 minutes a game now. I don't know if he can really sustain that. And I mean, like you said, the Hawks are the more talented team and it just shows every time they're on the court. Yeah, and by the way, uh, Gallo had 21 points in 25 minutes, went eight for eight from the line. He only took nine shots. He only hit one three. I don't know how Danilo Gallinari puts up that kind of stat line with those kind of shooting splits, but Atlanta has this year just always been getting that one guy they need to step up on that night to compliment what Trey is doing, and they're getting that pretty much every game. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, let's head out to Boston where things went really well on Friday night. Jason Tatum, he had 50 points. The Celtics played phenomenal defense. The Brooklyn Nets looked mortal. Any Boston Celtics fan, just stop right there. Just stop the podcast. You're done. That's all you need to know. Nothing else happened. (laughs) Yeah, you can just go back to yelling at Kyrie (laughs) over and over again. Um, But yeah, game four didn't go so well. The Nets looked like the absolute best team in basketball. Their big three combined for 104 points, which is just absolutely incomprehensible. They were perfect. That's a lot. That's a lot of points. Um, Yeah, the... Listen, no Kemba Walker in game four, no Robert Williams in game four. Like there's, there was really no other way this could end. You know, the, the, the nets were just going to take him over at that point. And Tatum could have gone for 70. Wouldn't have made a difference tonight. 
It's funny. I joked before the game he needed to get 70 if they were going to have a chance on that one. And no, he came, I think he only had 42. So he came up a little bit short of that. Or is that KD at 42? Uh, Boston actually had plenty of plays where they were guarding these guys tightly, but the Nets just don't miss. Their players are just too talented. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of that, that's what they're banking on, right? Is our offense is going to be so good. It doesn't matter that our defense isn't. Mm-hmm. And obviously, after the game, uh, there were two things that happened that were interesting. Kyrie Irving walked up to the Celtics logo and stomped on the head of the Celtics logo. And then on his way out right after that, a fan threw a bottle at him and that fan was arrested. They were banned from life uh, for life from the garden almost immediately. I- I'm curious from your perspective, as somebody who was you know, a part of a team in the past, what you think of the way that there's just been not just like hostility from fans, but fans keep literally throwing or spitting on the players. I mean, it's been getting to like to, to, to the point that it's physically interacting with the players. And that's obviously crossing the line. It's completely garbage, stupid, dumb nonsense. I get it. We've been in a pandemic for a year. You guys all forgot how to act as normal people. Like, what are we doing here, guys? Have fun with the chance. Do your thing. Heckle them. Keep it, a little, keep, keep it classy. I know heckling can you get carried away and things like that. But throwing stuff at players, spitting on a listen, spitting on a human being is a risky proposition. That's going to get you in a fight. And and just doing all of this is stupid. And I think the NBA needs to go a step further. Not just banned from TD Garden, ban him from every NBA event. Any one of these people should every one of them should be banned from every NBA event, not just in their home arena. They shouldn't be allowed to touch, just even come close to an NBA game. So let's segue out of that conversation to talking about what I think has been the most interesting series just because of how topsy-turvy it's been, but the Blazers and the Nuggets, another series that's knotted up. And we saw in this last game, the Blazers winning because their greatest offensive threat had a huge shooting night. Of course, I'm talking about Norm Powell. Yeah, I mean, who else? is? There's nobody else on the Blazers, right? It's all about Norm Yeah, Norman I mean, Powell. maybe Yusuf Nurkic, but eh, that's probably it. You know, Robert Covington, Anthony Simons, little, 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 little Derek Jones Jr., no. uh, CG Ellaby. But the more impressive thing is that Dame goes one for 10 and Denver loses that game. That's a game Denver can't give up. You're not going to get many opportunities where Dame's going to shoot that poorly, you know, and, and everybody else played well. I thought their defense was strong. Nurkic not fouling out, big difference for them. Somebody that, you know, that can guard Jokic a little bit better than most people and, and basically the only guy on their roster they have that they can depend on for that. So I think it goes a long way. This is going to be a tight series, Jared. I, th- I think this is going all the way to seven. You know, what was really interesting was so Mike Malone pulled most of his starters halfway through the third quarter. Uh, the team was down by about 20 at that point, And then the lead blew up all the way to like 30 for Portland. And they never came back in. Jokic never came back in. Gordon uh, Porter Jr., Why? Austin Rivers, their most important player. So, I mean, we just saw like the Celtics, for instance, they kept fighting back and they almost they got they got almost to double single digits, but not all the way. But we're talking about just almost single digits. <laughs> The point being, it's like you're probably not going to do it, but there's that sense of proving that you're going to keep fighting, making it difficult every moment. Or do you do what Mike Malone did, which is basically just, all right, let's keep him fresh. Let's let this one go. It's already out of hands. First off, Jared, Michael Malone. Michael, Michael Malone. Michael Malone, my my apologies. Different scenarios as well, right? When you're the Celtics, you're like most likely going down. Uh, You're trying not to go down 
you're fighting for the series there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when you're Denver and you're up two one, you know, like, listen, they're going to win this game. I don't want to burn my guys out two different scenarios in that sense. So I think it's, in Michael Malone's case, it's smart to to rest those guys. In Brad Stevens's case, you got to keep fighting. All right, thirty seconds here. It looks like the Nets are probably going to pull out that series. So it looks like we're getting Bucks versus Nets around two. How hyped are you for that matchup? What's the part that you're most excited about? I'm excited for all of it. I'm excited for watching Kyrie and Holiday go at each other. I'm watching. 